0: Trust the creator because I think a lot of the times we get briefed on like, hey, this is the product. This is how you have to shoot it. This is what you have to wear. This is when we want you to post it. Whereas I feel like sometimes if they let go of a bit of that control and like trust in what my vision is for it, like I know what my followers respond to and I know what we like.
1: That's Maxine Wilde, my second guest. We recorded this very special episode in person together on stage with an intimate audience as a part of this year's Melbourne Fashion Festival. I want to pay my respects to the traditional owners of the land which we recorded on, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Maxine is an influencer with about three years of dedicated content creation under her belt. She blew up with the use of reels, and she was a ray of sunshine in the dark times we saw during the pandemic. She has a presence on YouTube and TikTok, as well as Instagram, and in this episode, we really get into the nitty-gritty of her process when approaching content, different platforms, and the very important we factor when creating for her audience. At the moment of recording on Instagram, Maxine's current following sits at about 360-something thousand, but she's absolutely growing by the minute. I am so excited to share our live episode sponsor with you, the Australian Style Institute. When I was talking to the ASI founder, Lauren De Bartolo, the opportunity of working together on the podcast was filled with inspiration and passion. I could not wipe the smile off my face. And I'm so proud to share their courses with you because I truly believe if you're curious about a career in fashion and styling, you're going to find that you're in great hands. For over a decade, the ASI has delivered their personal styling and editorial styling courses to students across Australia. Australia and online, but forget everything that you know about traditional education. This is hands-on practical learning by industry-leading stylists for curious creatives and entrepreneurial minds just like you. Find out more and head to australianstyleinstitute.com.au. Welcome to Process the Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Thomas, Motion Director and Founder of production company Cinema Tom. I can't wait to bring you into the world of my guests, some of the most celebrated names in the Australian fashion, media and design landscape as we unpack their unique creative process. Before I dive into the recording with Maxine, please share this episode with anyone that you think would love it. We've just moved the podcast over to its own Instagram account, at Process the podcast. Both mine and Maxine's handles are in the show notes. Subscribe to Process the Podcast and leave a review. I'm only on the second episode and I need all the love that you have to share. So with that in mind, let's jump into our chat. Thank you all for coming. My name is Arielle Thomas. I am the host of Process the Podcast which launched on Sunday. So about 72 hours ago. Thank you so much. It actually means a lot that I've got faces here and in the room with Maxine. Yeah. So your looks are very colourful. Almost so much so that you are in a league of your own no, in oh terms God, of no. that. Yes, in Australia, absolutely. Because yours is an absolute statement. So is that a choice in your own style that comes naturally to you or have you sort of reverse engineered it being like oh, I want to stand out I want to be my own person and this is how I'm going to succeed at this it's really funny that you say like reverse
0: engineered to get a following which I feel like it would appear that way but it's actually the opposite so when I started posting like I feel like there's that whole it girl vibe where it's really like moody and there's like it's the low exposure and you're tan and there's like inspo pics, I tried doing that, and I was like, yeah. Like, for me, it just didn't work. The minute I said, oh, well, who cares if I don't grow on Instagram, I'll just post what I like, the minute I started being, like, me, 100%, that's when it just, grew, I grew, and I, like, it went from 10K to 100K in three months, just because I was posting, like, cow print pants with a patterned pink top and pink shoes, because I loved it, and they those kind of p- posts got, like, the most response I guess because it was I feel like that's me so people were like okay this is her it's her own style it's something different I feel like when you try to be something else it sort of like just stifles your like creativity and like yeah I think that's what it was for me the minute I started being myself and that style you see on Instagram is 100% me um that's when I like saw success so it wasn't engineered to get a following it was the opposite which is just crazy
1: so In building that, were you working in another job when you decided to commit to just content full-time, you? So, uh, this is so bad. Like, not bad, but, like, I quit my job and I was like, I'm just going
0: to do it. Like like a crazy person that I am. I have, like, tunnel vision. I'm like, if I say I'm going to do something, I will not rest until it is done. And still to this day, like, three years later, I'm just like focused 100% on going this business and I was like painting still on the side so I'd paint like a picture and sell it every three months <laughs> I was so grateful that I was living at home and my parents are always so supportive and so is my boyfriend he's like oh if anyone's gonna do it you're gonna do it just keep going and um yeah so I was looking for a job not getting one helped me focus more on this job. So. Yeah, that's, um, I wouldn't recommend quitting, but if you do want to, go for it. (laughs) You can spend all your time creating content and engaging on Instagram.
1: Not really. It's a bit depressing. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're in your Instagram and TikTok accounts, this being called Process, the podcast, I want to go very, very nitty gritty with your actual process. So firstly, what do you edit on for Reels?
0: Reels, the best video editing—or not the best, actually. I spoke to the, one of the girls who works at Instagram. and She's like, "Is that what you edit on?" And I'm like, "Yes." She's like, "Not Premiere Pro. I'm like, no, it's called InShot." I use InShot. So, so easy. It's so good. It's, it's, it's foolproof. I love it. It's so easy, and you don't need like fancy tech. It's just that—just you know, expand the clip so you, that you can like really edit down to the millisecond. That's and you do I it use. all on your iPhone yes love my phone and you have two phones i have two phones because this one broke and it has no space and my sister has the other one
1: she's using that so you're not you don't have two phones because you're like vibing a bit of kim kardashian no no god it's two phones because one broke one because when you told me that you were like sorry i've got two phones i was like damn she is booked and busy like two phones it's a work phone we'll just call it that okay it's the photo phone i think you should claim that and be like i've got two phones yeah, I've got just a ta- tax deduction.
0: <laughs> just do that. Um, but no, it's, it's because this one ran out of space and I can't okay. fathom trying to go through all my photos and delete. There's too many. Just like
1: It's also no. memories. Yeah, it's memories. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So, okay, and then when you're looking for inspiration of what you're going to get, I've noticed with you, you're very on trend Everything really? is like that's immediate great. as soon as I've noticed it. Oh, you've that's done it good. now almost an hour before I've even noticed it. Like you jump on. With so, what though, the outfits or the videos? The, the actual style of videos, the songs. Oh, that's you fantastic. are trending. So, when you're looking for them, what do you actually look for in trends? Is it sort of stuff that you think you could do and you're like, oh yeah, I could do that? Or are you actually looking for trends within the algorithms?
0: Um, that would be a good tactic to actually <laughs> look for them. I think I find I go. Okay, I hear a song and I'm like, I can see myself walking slow-mo to this or I can see myself transitioning on every second beat. Like, if I hear a song, I save it and then that's my inspo for the real. Most of the times when I make these videos, I'm like sitting in my wardrobe I'm like, what the freaking hell am I wearing? I just have the song and, like, the the outfits aren't necessarily there. But I didn't think I was on trend, so that's great feedback.
1: You are. Don't (laughs) worry. Um, I... Also, I'm astounded at the amount of output that you do. You are online. Yeah. Like, it's, yes, people talk about being present and on and doing things, but you're, I don't think you've really had a day where you're not dropping content. And I'm keen to hear about, like, for example, there's that quote by Malcolm Gladwell, which I love, about doing something for 10,000 hours before you can actually say that you're any good at it or claim that you're any good at it. I feel like you're, you're at about... 10,001. I
0: really hate that, like, notification you get from your iPhone where it's like, today you've been online. like, shut (laughs) up. I know, I have a problem. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I don't. I think because it's in your hand, it's so hard to switch off. Like, and it's so hard not to work. Like, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, well, I'm here. I can answer an email or I'm here. I can edit this content like I'll go to bed and I'll go to bed at one and I'll still be like I really do need to switch I have a problem but I just love it (laughs) like I really love it and I hope it like comes across that way but yeah definitely 10,000 hours or more (laughs) are you always in the mood to create no if I have like a poo day I'll just not create (laughs) you have to really let yourself have one of those days every now and then and just sit on the couch and watch friends and make pasta and then how do you get yourself in the headspace to create? I'm usually in the headspace to create. It's the it's the off days that are, like, rare. But I don't know. I feel like I, uh, lately, because I think post-lockdown, uh, like, during lockdown, I was like, nah. I don't know how I'm going to, like, pull together an outfit. Like, I just do not. I think everyone felt like that. Um, but post-lockdown, I think... Every time I feel, like, down, especially since moving out, like, there's no one to motivate you when you live by yourself. Like, you have to be like, all right, let's get up. Otherwise, I'll literally stay in bed till one in the afternoon. Um, I just, like, remind myself of what I want to achieve this year and that sort of gets me up. Like, okay, cool, we're not going to do that sitting down in bed. Like, get your ass up, go, get dressed. Well, now I want to know what you want
1: to achieve this year. (laughs)
0: I want to go to, like, Euro Fashion Week.
1: that's my goal. I think that's, like, around the corner for
0: you. We hope so. I don't know how to get there. And the thought of going gives me anxiety because I hate flying.
1: So this is going to be interesting. (laughs) The planes are so big. I don't know how they stay in the sky. (laughs) So what are the steps in your day-to-day to be sourcing inspiration? You mentioned that your outfits are just you, but there are brands sending you stuff. So you would probably be a bit overwhelmed by... All the other stuff that everyone's putting out constantly, how do you find inspiration?
0: Um, I really love magazines. I've loved them ever since I was little. I love any form of, like, paper bound together. That inspires me. I love, like, flicking through an empty notebook. I just love it. The um, no, magazines <laughs> are my favourite source of inspiration. Also, the Explore page on Instagram, and just, like, following, like, the, I know it's, like... The fashion houses like all the top brands and see what they're doing and then like oh that was on this runway how can we create that now like with what I've got in my wardrobe um that's how I normally find inspiration but also just like people you see like when you're scrolling there's just like too much images to look at like sometimes overwhelming yeah like over stimulus. yeah and really? I get overwhelmed I'm like oh my god I need to stop because I don't know what I want to do now
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned that you want to start a brand yes Is that a pipe dream or something that you really want to do?
0: Well, realistically, I think, like, I want to do it properly and it's not, like, a short-term goal. It's, like, a research, prepare, brainstorm, dream up this whole idea and then, like, execute it properly. So it's probably not this year. That's why I say Fashion Week is this year. And then maybe in the next, it's, like, a three-year goal to, like, establish something and bring out a product that's really... Unique and not just something that's already out there. I don't know. We'll think of something. I don't know
1: what it is yet. So there's nothing necessarily that's, like, burning in you to create. No, yeah, not yet. You're waiting for it.
0: Because I I love, like, wearing pants and blazers. And lately I've been trying to, you know, push myself to, like, wear... Yeah, I'm always in pants. Wear skirts. (laughs) Um, But I was like, do I want to create clothes or do I want to create something else? Like, I think I always thought clothes, but I'm giving myself room to maybe... Dream up something else, give myself a chance to think
1: outside the box, not rush it. Yeah, absolutely. Opportunity-wise, once you've reached a following of your heights, like Molly May, the influencer from Love Island. Is it really bad? I didn't know who she was until you mentioned her.
0: (laughs) I'm not. I'm no,
1: so out of the loop. I'm bad. my own
0: little bubble in my apartment. Like I didn't know. No, idea no it's not bad world. at all.
1: But the, the career trajectory of Molly May, she came through um, Love Island, got put on as creative director for Pretty Little Thing, and her salary now is at 2.2 mil for that. But to this day, I never actually see any images of her in the office doing, like, I've seen, like, a Louis Vuitton version of a Filofax at a desk with her and, like, a cute Diet Coke. But I'm like, are you working? Like, what is that? (laughs) So, like, I'm... It's input. It's creative input, I guess. It just intrigues me so much. Like, is that... Do you think that that's where influencer culture is heading? Well, I think that's really
0: interesting. I would love to do that, like, a creative director role and work with, like, a brand that I love I don't know if anyone wants to work with me, but putting it out there. Um, I think that is like, because when you build a community like of people who, you know, think like you, want to dress like similar, like I think, first of all, dressing is like self-expression. So it, it does create this like group, this community of people who like, we all think alike and we're all happy, positive people and we like, you know. So I feel like once you have that, I think that is a really valuable you have a valuable input because you're like, well, I know what this group of people like. Like, we all like the same thing. Like, you can bring that to a brand. And I think that is probably the future of where people who take fashion seriously, like, that's where we're going. Oh, I hope so. Like, that would be a great, like, you know,
1: what's it called? Pipeline? Career goal? Yeah, well, there's, um, Lara Bingle just did the She's got one coming out with a toir, and she just did oh, local supply that. like pop-ups, kind of yeah. like capsules, yeah, I guess. Yes. I think it's like point of difference like every every person's different, and you
0: can bring something different to that brand,
1: yeah, and we were talking about earlier the reason why that sort of thing hasn't happened in Australia is perhaps because it's fast fashion. Yes, yes. And Australians, we're very, where's that from? How's it going? What's yeah. going on? Like yeah. we have other kind of brands that are somewhat similar to um, Pretty Little Thing. But that, yeah, like Australian culture is so, I don't know what it is about us. We're much more curious. I feel like yeah, that, would yeah, get, that whole is. thing would get cancelled here a lot faster. Yes, I think it would, definitely. You'd just stay away. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about um, cancel culture for a sec because... It's intimidating. It's so scary. <laughs> so when you, obviously working as an influencer, you have a voice, but your voice is your image. So you mm-hmm. haven't, this being your first podcast as well, you haven't necessarily, you chat to camera about things and do different Yeah, really spots. like not important issues, like what shoes
0: do I wear with this? No one really cares. It's not a world issue, but <laughs> we care right now. We're not saving moment. lives. No, we're
1: not. Really, we're not. <laughs> so how do you feel about, this is kind of like your first foray into. I'm terrified, but it's, it's Same. fun. <laughs> but having a voice, it's how I don't know. Like, should
0: I think how- cancel culture should be cancelled? I think mean, that's it just like it's terrifying to know that like one like word out of line can tear down your career that you've worked so hard to build up. It scares the crap out of me personally. Yeah, like- I
1: do agree that also. It's a lot of people that are coming from all angles with opinions but necessarily like where are those opinions coming from yeah and how are they valid i think like the
0: way i see it is like everybody is human and everyone makes mistakes or like i think definitely you pull someone up if you don't agree with what they're doing or you think that they can better themselves or like if you say hey that's not right but i think there's a better way to do that than i don't know cancel culture like like Bullying someone and, and tearing down. Is bullying, isn't it is bullying. So I, f- I feel like critical. it is. I feel like I had a I had a comment once um, from one of my followers, and she pulled me up on something. And the way she did it, it was not aggressive. It was so calm, so respectful. And she communicated her point to me. And I was like, I've never looked at it that way. Thank you so much for not yelling at me because I had another couple of people yell at me previously for it. And I was like, you know what? Like I respect you, and now we're friends. So, like, that's oh. – I, I think that's how we should tackle those issues is, like, be compassionate. I don't know. I'm just I, – I just do that because I hate <laughs> confrontation. It gives me anxiety.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's – I wonder how that's going to change. I hope it changes. I don't know how.
0: Yeah. I think it was also – it really came about – I don't know, did it come about in lockdown? People have too much time on their hands to just hate on I people. think it was before lockdown that kind well, I didn't like notice became it until then. I didn't notice it until lockdown.
1: Yeah, it always interests me because we work... So I run a production company for people that have no idea who I am and <laughs> are only here for Maxine, which is most likely. But um, we've noticed definitely in the past couple of years how the models have absolutely changed. The um, casting has changed, thank God. Um, and the boxes that they tick are much more appropriate for the representation of who is living in Australia and that has changed over time because of commentary and inclusion yeah. and all of that. But with something as big as cancel culture, I don't, because it's cancel culture is cancelling things, I just don't really see a way out of that, which I is think, kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, I think, like, with the big social changes, it's it's been great, like, bringing those changes about, but when it's to the point of like, I don't know, just constant online bullying, it's like, what's that account? Celebrity spell check? Yeah. That gives me anxiety too. I'm like, just <laughs> why? Why do you have to do that to people? It's just people doing their thing. Like I just think there's a a better way to tackle it that isn't as like I don't know, damaging. Like to someone's mental health as well. Like I can't imagine what it would feel like. And it does yeah. make you not want to use your voice sometimes. So I feel like that's just it's just like you're cancelling someone for doing something, but then you're being horrible as well. What? It's like yeah, an it's eye for an eye. It doesn't work. Like, it
1: just, I get to start. That's my, my take on it. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> so in terms of resilience then to get through that, I know that every time I've sort of started to, I doubt myself all the yeah, time. And when you too. post something and you're like, am I a loser? What am I Even doing? Even when it comes
0: to like sharing like world issues, I'm too scared to share that because I don't want someone to be like, what do you know? Like I just feel like I can't speak on those things cuz I don't want to offend people. I guess that's
1: what So it how comes do you then overcome you? it with resilience? Are you just kind of like, "Righto, I've got a job to do. I have yeah. a following based on fashion. I'm going to stick in that lane." Well, how do you kind of overcome it?
0: <laughs> yeah, like I try to when I go on Instagram, I go the girls I love following, are like Emily Sindlev and Leonie Hahn. And I go to their page because it's purely fashion. It's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. And it's an escape for me. Like, if I wanted, I'll turn on the news and catch up with the world. But then when I go onto my Instagram, my, like, creative platform, that's my inspiration. So, like, I look at them and I go, that's what I feel when I go to their page. I feel happy. I feel inspired. And that's what I want people to feel when they come to my page. So, obviously, I will, if, I will share, like, when I feel the need to share but i for the most part i want people to feel like this is like a happy little place <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like world and we just live it's in for, it for sure a happy colorful land If you're loving the episode with Maxine, maybe you'll love to hear from our sponsors too. The Australian Style Institute. They deliver hands-on practical courses by industry-leading fashion stylists, curious creatives and entrepreneurial minds just like you. Find out more and chat to the team at australianstyleinstitute.com.au. So with platforms like Instagram and TikTok, we'll go back into a more positive process light. anxiety talking about this (laughs) (laughs) how do you find um separating content now from instagram to tiktok are you finding you're doing different things like reels wise everybody knows that we can repurpose a reel and then oh same specs we could just put that on tiktok are you finding yourself doing different things for the platforms
0: well my reels don't work on tiktok like they don't perform and i'm like that's okay because the reels like It's sad to say, but I put a lot more effort into my reels. I'm like, I want them to do well. Because, like, Instagram is my, like, not really my highlight reel, but it's where it's more polished and it's more curated. Whereas TikTok is so fun. It's literally just, I get up in the morning, I'm in my robe, let's get dressed. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's shit. Like, it's just really fun and candid and minimal effort. I should probably put in more effort. Like, people are commenting saying, your videos are blurry. Shoot on 4K and then upload it. I'm like, ugh. I haven't got time for that at 9 that's o'clock really in the bossy. morning. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is savage. <laughs> okay. If you want an honest opinion, log on to TikTok. It's crazy world out there. I love the comments, though. They make me laugh and cry, but laugh. <laughs> They're so mean. <laughs> on TikTok? Yeah, but it's okay. I laugh with them. If they say something, mean, I just reply with a laugh. It's very candid. That, it's that so nature. candid, yeah. But
1: do you feel like that's helpful or is uh, it?
0: I feel like you're not going to – not everyone's going to like you. So, like – There's no point trying to please everyone. I think I did one video of, like, a Gucci unboxing. They sent me an outfit to shoot and return. It's, like, a loan. I didn't pick it. But people were like, this is horrible. You have no taste. I'm like, I didn't pick it. It's so interesting that... (laughs) But it blew up. It got, like, I don't even know how many views it got. But I was like, damn. It was was intense. It's so different to Instagram. The algorithms
1: is just, like, anything is possible on TikTok. So you are sort of noticing that because TikTok, I mean, we say TikTok's still in its infancy and TikTok and LinkedIn especially are what Instagram was six years ago. Are we finding there are a lot of keyboard warriors behind the old TikTok? Yes. But why aren't they on Instagram? Is cancel culture more oriented on Instagram then?
0: I don't get any mean comments. Oh, I got one today. I just deleted it because it was like a (laughs) random man. I was like, you don't even follow me. Go away. You're just here to bring me down. Um... Something about how my boots didn't go with the skirt. And I was like, <laughs> yes, it does. So, like, I don't get any hateful comments apart from him on Instagram. But, yeah, TikTok is a free-for-all. Like, you just really just don't take anything people say on TikTok to heart. Because it's random people from all walks of life. So, <laughs> well, on
1: that note, if you had to, for example, we can all see your bag. If you had to make a TikTok versus a reel for your bag, what comes to mind of the difference in the apps?
0: I feel like TikTok is a lot more um, candid and genuine. And I can be like, on TikTok, like, hey, uh, I just made this bag. How cool is it? Look at the zips. I would not post that on Instagram because it would be like, what the hell is this? So it's more curated on Instagram. It's more curated. Like if I want to like really showcase it with outfits and like, that's how I would go about it. More posing, yeah. I look like really mean in all my reels. I'm like, But on on TikTok, I'm like, yeah, it's just like a whole different vibe. (laughs) It's really fun though. I think the difference is fun. Like, there's two different now platforms, two different vibes. Do you pay attention to the metrics? I used to, and I think like my advice for anyone like working on Instagram, like right now, just ignore it because it's it's oh my. Yes. It's a shit show. Like it's <laughs> up and down. Like it's either, it's a really good one day, you'll reach like a million people and then tomorrow you'll reach like five. And so I just ignore it and because like, I think when you do focus on the metrics, you sort of like start to, you mess with yourself and you mess with your head. And I know that when I start thinking of the metrics, I'm like, okay, what are people going to like? What do people want to see? And then my outfit and my content is not what it normally is and it doesn't perform. So I'm like, you know what, just do what you do hopefully it does well hopefully if it doesn't oh well it's there and people will scroll back in a year and be like that outfit was cool maybe someone will like it then (laughs) like just do you don't worry
1: about the metrics
0: definitely engage that's important reply to your comments
1: yeah i find like that so from your side of the fence how can any brands that are listening brands brands like if you were to give a masterclass on how a brand can approach an influencer what would you say I think um, trust the creator.
0: <clears throat> trust the creator. Because I think a lot of the times we get briefed on like, hey, this is the product. This is how you have to shoot it. This is what you have to wear. This is when we want you to post it. Whereas I feel like sometimes if they let go of a bit of that control and like trust in what I my vision is for it, like I know what my followers respond to and I know what we like. So like if you like narrow it down to like nitty gritty details I feel like it's lost all of my input so it doesn't even look like me on the feed and I get like again anxiety about posting it because I'm like they're gonna think I'm fake but yes I feel like just trusting the creator themselves like asking for their input like how do you see yourself creating this content and then go okay that could work for us or do you mind doing like maybe more back and forth about the actual concept Mm-hmm. That, that would be my input. Like a bit of a collab? Yes. Not like, what outfit are you shooting? Yeah. Show me. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I pick on the day. like <laughs> yeah. But So more of like, yeah, collaboration.
1: And if you were to start a brand now, what would you be investing in? Like what would your social media strategy look like with everything that you know?
0: I, I really love a good let's get dressed video. And I feel like it really helps um, see the product in action and like, hey, you can wear it with this or should I wear it with this or wear it layered or wear it on its own. Um, I really love that. I would probably invest in like some TikTok creators that I would think would wear it well and like have a genuine following. But then again, I would go to Instagram and like just do my research and see people who have like an engaged audience and who care and who I love their fashion sense. That's just
1: bottom line so if you were to kind of map out the full strategy is there and you would do the get ready with me but from a brand brand like they don't have a model they don't want to be in front of the camera necessarily what would you kind of yeah what would you be putting out like for example when you are going to start your brand what would you kind of be brainstorming like for example when someone says hey what's like a great video strategy for a brand Very simply, I could say to them, great, let's probably do a brand video for you, you chatting to camera with a whole lot of B-roll of um, garment making or you doing stuff with your hands, bring us into your world very simply. Then let's do a 30-second campaign in every ratio, then let's bring out that campaign into different stories so like the denim story, the this, the that, the knits, whatever and then let's strip it all down to six second reels for you to just post absolutely everywhere. I could do that with my eyes closed but if you this were to... fantastic. <laughs> I'm like noting it all down. <laughs> but if you were to start at the bottom with a brand and because a lot of people say don't focus on curating content, just document. Yes, yes. What I sort of that. stuff would you tell brands to... Or you, if you start a brand, what would you be documenting, I guess?
0: I, th- I love a good, like, BTS candid video. And I think um, someone who does it really well, like, I've really enjoyed is Matilda Jerf. I don't I know how to say her last name. Is yeah. it Jerf or Jeff? I don't know how to say it. Jerf. Jerf? Yeah.
1: Jeff. The girls know. I naughty. really
0: love – she's created this brand and, like, you've really uh, – for me, anyway, my personal opinion. Like, I, I've bought a couple of her – more than a couple of her pieces because <laughs> I feel like – she's taken us through the process and she's shared it so, like, organically and she's, like, the way she's modelled them in, like, her campaigns, like, you can go on her website and there's, like, size inclusivity and, like, gender diversity. Like, I just think it's so great the way she's done it and she's taken us, like, on every step of the way. Like, from just, like, her logo, I would do that kind of thing. Like, hey, this is my creative baby. This is how I came up with it and this is what we're doing. So, like, start from the start and just make my followers or, like, my Customers feel like they're part of it. So like they're yeah. So really me. build out
1: that community from a very, community. very first yeah. yeah. It's so cool that you've not called your followers followers. You've said we. We. Which is we are I've never heard that before, <laughs> which I think is incredible. It is. We we are we are one. <laughs> but I love that because no one really speaks like that or approaches it like that. It's, it's cool. like me and then everyone that follows. No, I think me.
0: you are literally nothing without like the people who support you. I just, again, like, I pinch myself every day that I get to do this and there's no doing this without... That's why, like, I want to create something and give back and, like, let's do something cool. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's all about the people who support you along the way.
1: So what advice would you give to someone wanting to start a career online? It being post-COVID now, I feel like a lot of people grew very rapidly in COVID and you're sort of new to this, having started in 2019. Yes, so new. And sinking your teeth in. You've had a pretty incredible growth. What would you say to anybody that wants to really start a presence and build a career around online? I
0: think... I think like my number one piece of advice and I do get like a lot of girls messaging me, which is, which I love because I used to message people and be like, hi, do you have any advice? And like when people message me, I'm like, what the hell? Imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even know how I got here, but okay. <laughs> um, like I feel like sometimes it's just so surreal when people ask me these questions, but the one thing I say is like, just be you. Like, cause you could, there's, you can copy someone, but then what, what's going to happen? Like they've already seen it. Like, bring your uniqueness, like, your essence to the screen and capture content that feels right for you. And I feel like there's always this pressure to create, like, the perfect shot and, like, coming out of lockdown, everyone just wants that, like, realness. Like, they want genuine connections. Like, we spent two years locked... Well, I did from Melbourne. Anyone else? Everyone's from Melbourne here? Yes? Yeah, well, we spent two years in our houses. We want, like, connection. Like, I want to feel like I belong to something, not, like stuck in my bedroom so I feel like that's what's changed after lockdown I think if you're starting up now be you and just bring that however that is like that genuine essence will come across and I think that's what's really important that's what I say to anyone who asks me because that's the only time I ever grew on Inst- on Instagram was when I was me 100% and didn't give a crap about anything that's- well on that note
1: <laughs> Do you have any advice on how regularly people should be posting to have
0: growth? Who knows, right?
1: Um, I used to – I was going through a phase where
0: I posted, like, three times a day. I was like, let's do this. Let's just flood them. That didn't really work well for me. Um, I think post maybe regularly, like, a time line. Like, if you do post every night at nine, your followers will, like, expect to see something from you. Mine's been a bit sporadic lately because I'm just, like, all over the place <laughs> in general. Um But I think, like, if you can post every day, like, take the weekend off if you want or not. Like my photos on the weekend, please. Because, like, they don't do very well. But, like, find a a sort of schedule that works for you. And if you can post every night, I say this to my boyfriend because he's trying to build up his barber haircut page. I'm like, it's 6pm. Where's your post? No, he hasn't got anything up yet. We're still trying (laughs) to... We're getting there, guys. Um, But I'm like, 6pm, post, come on. Um, But, yeah, I think it's, like, maybe... Once a day, pick a time that works for you. And then stories is your friend. Stories is like a big thing. And use your polls. That'll get people. Apparently people are addicted to clicking the polls. I didn't know that. So where do you find that stuff out? Um, I have a couple of friends who like work with Instagram or like work with brands that have those kinds of insights, which is so handy. And it's always fun to hear what they have to say. And reply to your DMs. Because then you pop up on their timeline. Never knew that. makes sense now that I know that. Have you noticed that? If you reply to someone or if someone messages you, they pop up first thing on your feed. So if you
1: reply to like 100 people, you'll like pop up. (laughs) Have you got any other tips like that Um, as we come to an end this evening? Tips, tips, tips.
0: I feel like reels, seven seconds. Go for an audio. Seven seconds. is like the golden spot. I think. Okay. And go for an audio that has like the arrow It's trending. Don't save it for a week and then use it two weeks later and then it's not trending anymore because that won't help you. But that helps it to get to the explore page. Um, I don't know, reply to your DMs, reply to your comments. And also that's just essential in like creating that community. Like, yeah. I love the when. Wii. The we. Um, <laughs> I loved when people used to reply to me. I'd feel so like special and I just want to like make sure I apply to everyone but sometimes it's not possible because I'm scattered um and you're also
1: growing you can't reply to everyone no I should be able to no you can't I'm just it's not okay.
0: organized <laughs> um uh, any other tips I think just be you that's my that's my big thing Do who cares what other people are posting just focus on you focus on your content everything that's coming to you is meant to come to you and just keep doing you you I don't know how many times I said you in that sentence but (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me this has been nerve-wracking and exciting
1: first podcast ever thank you guys so much for joining us let's give a little round of applause for Max Thank you so much for joining my conversation with Maxine. Very special thanks is needed for the Melbourne Fashion Festival programmer, Savannah, who let me do this live recording. She agreed to give me the 8pm slot to record on International Women's Day without any proof of what this podcast even was. So thank you so much for believing in me, Savannah. It was really, really fun. After we'd stopped recording, we opened up to a QA, and a which I decided not to record and include because we weren't able to receive the questions that the audience asked over the mics. So I'm just going to wrap it up for you in a little bow. Uh, one lovely lady asked about YouTube and if Maxine was going to pursue YouTube. Maxine basically commented and said that she wasn't necessarily in the space to edit and got a little bit distracted sometimes, so didn't pursue editing as much as she would. Um, But then I piped up and mentioned that TikTok is moving into the 10-minute space and we sort of mutually agreed. With that change, I think we're about to see a lot more vlog style content take place on TikTok, which is gonna be a really interesting shift. They are trialing this in the US as of today, the 9th of March, 2022. But I hope it does come to Australia soon because I think it's really going to shift some things in the social landscape. Then another gorgeous girl asked Maxine what she thought about reaching out to brands and how she established that. And Maxine commented that she worked quite hard before trying to get specific brands attention um, to make sure that her feed was absolute fire um and that she would overcompensate for brands in her earlier days when she was loaning product or gifted product and she wasn't necessarily paid to post she would overcompensate to make sure that that brand really stood out i piped in here and mentioned that it's a great tip to kind of get an understanding of who it actually is behind the brand account like if you're trying to get the attention of a particular brand, learn the marketing girl's name and sort of understand who exactly is behind that and address them in your DMs and try to get their attention um, so that the relationship becomes personal. You're not just another influencer on the rise trying to get free stuff. You're actually really invested in the brand, their staff, their story, and you want to collaborate. It sort of peppers in a whole nother level of collaboration that I think often gets missed. It's important to know who it is behind the actual account that's making those decisions on gifting. So with that in mind, I'm going to wrap this up. I had so much fun with Maxine and I feel like I've now got a friend out of that recording. She's so gorgeous and authentic and I'm really proud um, to have her on as my second Process the Podcast guest. It actually came about that while we were on stage, a lot of the girls in the audience were looking for Process the Podcast's Instagram handle and I hadn't really considered that in a live setting. Of course, when somebody hears Process the Podcast and they want to find more about it, they will go to... Process the podcast, the Instagram, or at least search for that. So I was going to house it underneath Cinema Tom, but of course, have now made the decision to move it across. Process the podcast, all one word, has its own handle. How I lucked out and just got that, I don't know, but it was available. I took it. And I'm also going to have the Process the Podcast handle on TikTok. Um, So as of you hearing this, on Sunday, we will have our very own Process the Podcast Insta. I'm terrified starting an Instagram from zero followers, but Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm sure that we will get there. I'm very excited to have a home for the podcast content and keep you up to date there. If you loved this episode, please share it with somebody that you think will also love it. It has been really fun bringing this to you so far and I can't wait to share more episodes every Sunday. Next week we have a very, very special Australian talent, Georgia Santini. He is a renowned fashion photographer. His episode will be live on March 20th. See you next week.